All right. Well, hey, Demetra, how are you? Great. Thanks, Lynette. Great to be here with you. I know. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Actually, so Demetra, you and I know each other. Uh, we've known each other now uh, for just about, we're coming up on our second year anniversary, if you will. Um, you and I met uh, through an online digital program that we both purchased that created this bit of community. And then within that community, we created a mastermind group. And I think a lot of my audience will already know a little bit about this weekly mastermind group that we have called the early birds. Um, and the reason is, is we wake up very early on a Tuesday and get together. And so we've been on and off for roughly around 12 women, all with a similar passion or desire to uh, launch online programs uh, that we are particularly passionate about. So you and I met um, in that group. I think you were probably one of the first people that said, hey, I'd love to join your group. I think I posted this thing in Facebook. Yep. And yep. Uh, it's been great ever since. And I cannot even believe that we've been together for two years. But before we get into that even further, um, share with the audience just a little bit about who you are and give a little bit of background so that we all have a basis of what we're talking about. Okay. So I'm originally from Missoula, Montana, and I spent um, 18 wonderful years growing up there. I was very lucky because I grew up in a small town, but uh, there was an amazing, the, the level of arts teaching, like in music, dance, and theater was a, a very high level. So I was really fortunate to be immersed in the arts and having and had parents who were supportive of that. So I went into music. I, I got my undergrad and my master's degrees in um, piano performance. I'm a classical pianist and ended up getting my doctorate uh, in, in a field called performance practice, which you've probably never heard of. It, it's the study of how music was performed when it was written. So I did that at Stanford University. And there um, I met people from all over the world. It was a fascinating period of my life. And I met my future husband, my now husband, who was my future yeah. husband at that time. Um, we moved to New York originally. We were living there for six years. And then we moved to Greece, where we raised our children. And in Greece, I was suddenly in a whole new world, right? And I couldn't um, operate the way I had my entire life, because suddenly I had this language and this culture and all the things that come with parenthood all together. And um, it was a very challenging experience for me, very rewarding, but very challenging. And in the middle of that, or toward the, the second decade I was there, I kept thinking, okay, this is all good and well, and I'm loving it with my children, but what am I going to do when they leave and they go to university or they go wherever? And I really started thinking to my next chapter in life. And uh, that's what led me to pursue a couple other ideas that even though I'm extremely full, I've always been extremely fulfilled as a music musician and in the music world, I was just kind of thinking what else could I do to have an, a surprise chapter, a plot twist in my life. So that's how I ended up in the course where I met you and then meeting you in this small accountability pod has just been the big game changer. Yeah, exactly. It, it has been wonderful. It's, it's so good to be in a group with like-minded women and all sharing the same frustrations, but also the celebrations as well. And I, I think out of all of us, you have definitely evolved uh, quite miraculously in terms of 
just your ability to grab hold of technology that you require because as you've mentioned, a lot of what you did before didn't require technology. It just required in-person. So you were, you know, teaching piano or, or whatever. So let's back up a little bit. Um, so you, uh, moved to Greece and then, but you're not living in Greece now. You are right. I was there when, for the past about almost 20 years. And just recently, my husband was relocated to outside of Chicago and that's where okay. we are. Excellent. Okay, cool. So tell us a little bit about, um, you know, moving away from your sort of in-person stuff to a little bit of online. How did you know that going to an online program or creating an online program was sort of what you wanted to do? Well, I guess I can answer that in two pieces. One was sure. I was forced to work online. And as a piano teacher, I actually told people were asking me, are you going to teach online? And I said, no, I just said I, that that wouldn't work. And then, you know, I had the one student who couldn't find a teacher and the other who really wanted it. And another one, other people were on lockdown too, you know, so I said, okay, well, we can try it. And I, I went with my I went with my, what is it, kicking and screaming? But yeah. I was astonished by the results. I actually had an amazing experience teaching online because I started making videos for my students and making little audio reminders and sending them things to support them between the lessons because they could just go online. And all of a sudden I realized, oh, this is a whole new game. And although I missed being in person, I found actual advantages to being online especially that support between lessons and just because sometimes you just need one one tip or one minute of your teacher telling you oh you could do it like this and you didn't have to wait a whole week so that was like a revelation so that was the one part and then the other part was that um i actually felt that with my children living in one part of the world and my parents living in another that location uh not not being tied to a location was really really important for me and I didn't want to think, I can't go see my parents because I have to teach someone in person tomorrow. Yeah. And that was a huge motivator for me. So I guess um, you could say that I did it because I was excited and I liked the idea. And I also want to say one other thing. I started learning from people online, people who, you know, I would never have had the chance to learn from because we don't live in the same place, but because they were teaching online. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is just a miracle. Yeah. Like I can learn from this person. They live on the other side of the world. So I guess I started looking at it as a whole new world and one that I wanted to be a part of. So that's, does that make sense? Absolutely. And I was going to say to you, so you, you were doing your piano lessons in person, but then because of COVID, that's what prompted you to, okay. So, we, I mean, you could have said, well, there you go. Now I got to just wait till COVID is over <laughs> till until I can go back to what, what, but it was sort of that silver lining, I guess. And I think that if we really think about it, um, COVID has been a bit of silver lining in a lot of people's lives. And I mean, even for myself, when I think about your story, myself too, I mean, I, we bought, we both are in a program that I actually purchased several years before you ever did. And it had a different name, same instructor, but um, different name. And I remember when I purchased it, I thought, okay, great. This is great. I'm going to launch this. Uh, I don't even know what I'm going to launch. I just know I need help. But, and you know, it comes back to my dream. I, I've always wanted to 
be able to do something online to get that flexibility and freedom that you're talking about, where now you can go and visit your parents or your kids because they're all living in different locations and, and you don't have to be tied to location. And I think that's, you know, super important. So I, I purchased this program that helps you launch online programs, but quite frankly, I had no idea what that program was. And it was only, you know, five years later, I think, weeks, I'm kind of embarrassed to say that five years later that I finally figured out what it was that I was going to launch. And so, you know, hence the reason how we're now together in this uh, mastermind group. So tell me what, tell me how, okay, so you kind of went a little bit kicking and screaming into the online, okay, I, I guess I can try this, uh, you know, the way I teach uh, more in a virtual environment. And then tell me how it's evolved, because I know the story, but tell, tell, tell the listeners what, how, how you've evolved and you've turned it into a few other things as well. Well, because my whole life I've worked in music, I uh, and and that was the first thing I did online was teaching the piano lessons. In a way, it seemed logical that I would just keep doing that. But I knew that once the lockdown had would loosen, I would want to do that in person again. And I I do now. I teach in person, um, and I love that. But what I kept thinking is that all those years I lived in Greece. I had such an amazing experience in terms of learning things that I would never have learned had I not lived there. And that had to do with food and the language. At first I was just thinking, I want to share. Well, actually all my friends I, I, over the years, I've been sharing with them via email or conversations, what I'd learned about uh, cooking and how to make Greek food. But I had never put it in any sort of logical framework. And so I, I, that's what I was planning. I said, when I finish, uh, when my kids go to university, I'm going to do a food thing. However, several friends had been asking me if I could help them with Greek, Greek language. I said, well, I'm not a Greek teacher, but I can show you the basics. And then two, three people became three, and then three became four, and then four became five. And so then I thought we were in the course together. And I was thinking, well, I, I don't know what to teach online, but maybe I can just create a little beginning Greek foundations course. Because quite frankly, whenever anyone in Greece asks me what course should I take, I, I can't recommend any because I think there's a very logical approach to learning the basics. And it's not out there. So I said, okay, maybe I'll do that. And I didn't realize what a can of worms I was opening, but I did that. And um, I've had a wonderful time connecting with people all over the world, either expats who live in Greece or people of Greek descent who live outside of Greece and want to connect with the language or people who just love Greek language and are interested in it. And now I'm bringing the food component into it and I'm starting to go into that. So um, I guess I'm just what they describe as multi-passionate and supposedly you can make a lot more money if you just focus on one thing. But <laughs> I, I just, these are the, the subjects that interest me and that I love teaching. So I'm kind of playing around in different fields and actually I'm, I'm loving it. It's just, I, I can't believe this is what I get to do. It's like open my computer and talk to people in different parts of the world and teach them about the things that I've spent my life learning about. Exactly. And you know, and your whole story is about really living your true purpose. And, you know, and you said, I could probably make a lot more money if I just sort of niche down and just honed in on one. 
but it, it, really, I don't think that at the end of the day, you fulfill a purpose or your passion or however you want to paint the word purpose um, through the lens of making money. Uh, I think honestly, it really does because you, you, you do have to wake up every day and keep working at this one thing. And if you're, or possibly two things in your case, but if you're not passionate about it and it's something that you, you feel like you're not getting, you're getting just a paycheck from, well, then it's, it's going to be short lived because we both know that as we've gotten into this, oh, well, how hard can it be to launch an online program? You start to realize, you know what? It is kind of hard and it's not, uh, it's not for the faint of heart and it definitely requires research and understanding. And I know that you specifically uh, bring a lot to our early bird mastermind group from, well, have you tried this piece of technology or this piece of technology? And I know that you've really embraced it. So have you always been sort of that early adopter, if you will, of technology? Or is it just because you knew you needed to do it, but you're always looking for sort of a better way? Well, I, I would say actually my motivator was how disorganized all my digital life was and how it made me crazy. And so I didn't want to live like that anymore. And I knew I couldn't teach like that because all the pieces, as you were saying, it's complex to launch these things and to figure out you're sharing video, you're sharing PDFs, you're creating things, and then where are your files and all the things. And I was very attracted to teachers and mentors online who were teaching you how to just streamline the digital piece because there's the, the content is one thing, but getting it to work for your student is another. Because maybe I say, oh, it's easy for me. I figured it out. I can do it like this, this, and this. But then if my student, if it's not easy for my student to figure out how that works, that, that's not going to work, right? So right. I guess I, I so enjoyed taking courses from people who offered um, – or how shall I say it? the the digital piece was very was streamlined and it worked well and I was how did they do that? Well, I I liked that I want to provide that for my students and I kept it was like I felt like a detective I would be noticing oh she delivers that well oh that content is really really good but it was hard for me to find it or you know things like that so. I started playing around in the, you know, it, it was kind of the domino effect. Once I found this, then I found that, and then I found another. And um, I got, I get excited when I find things that yeah. work. And uh, so actually a membership that I was a part of inspired me tremendously. Like I was in that membership and I saw how he ran it. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. He does it like this. It works I, I saw his effect on his group and, and I, I tried to follow that. So I guess I'm, I am a nerd. It's true. Yeah. And I've always been, if you're the person who can sit at a piano six hours a day by yourself inside a room, you know, you're a person who's, uh, you have a certain level of interest in something very specific that you can focus on. Right. So I, I, I'd say I'm a nerd and, but, but I have a lot of fun being a nerd. <laughs> I love it. So, okay. So let's back up a little bit. Um, you mentioned that you have always sort of had in the back of your mind, what am I going to do when my mom identity is really, I'm still going to be a mom, but not that mom that they depend on so much because they're going to be off to university and then eventually, you know, move out 
or right. if they haven't already moved out. Um, we're always going to be moms, but we do eventually at probably in the very early 50s, we start to lose our mom hustler identity um, or just our mom identity. And so then we have to create this new identity that you start to think, wow, okay, so I mean, I personally don't golf. Uh, I well, I can golf, but do I don't really enjoy it. Um, and and sure, I love to travel, but after a while, that stuff starts to get a little bit boring. And I, I, you think to yourself, well, okay, my fifties, I I can do something different. Um, but where do I start? How do I I figure that all out? And and I, and that's my program, Encore Life Academy. But how did you do it? Because you didn't go through that program. Obviously, we met because of that program. That's when that program got created. But how did you know uh, that, you know, in your 50s, you were, you had it in you to create something new, to do something different, to really, I guess, identify as Demetra Lambros for the first time ever. You know, you sure you're a wife still, sure you're a mom, but I think in your 50s and beyond, it's that opportunity to really identify as you. You are the person. Yeah, well, when I was in my early 50s, one day I was listening to Gary V online, and he was saying, he actually pinpointed the people in their 50s, and he said, you guys, you have something that the people who are in their 20s and their 30s, they don't have. You have experience. And he was highlighting experience. And I was thinking, that's really true. And he was saying, you're in the best position of anyone. Because, you know, you sort of think, oh, people in their 20s and their 30s are at the top of their game or they're yeah. the beginning of their road. But I was thinking, he's right. I mean, I'm, I've been teaching piano for 40 years. Like, that's a lot of experience, right? And it's not just experience teaching piano. I have experience as a teacher in general. and. So just by chance, I taught music in some in a school in Greece, and then I taught cooking to in in a um, middle school, and I started thinking, you know, I just enjoy interacting with people. And my kids always had their kids over, and we were a very social family, let's say. And I thought, well, I would like to do something that ma I make sure I'm connected with people. And even though I love teaching piano and I love my one-on-one -on -one students, it's one-on-one, -on -one, right? And so how many people do you have at once? You know, you have, a, you have your students. But I enjoyed knowing that my cooking students, for example, had a class that I think had 12 people in it. And I had all this feedback from that one hour. I mean, 12, one hour, 12 people, or maybe it was an hour and a half. And um, so I thought, you know, I love teaching not just in music i like teaching cooking and i'm like well i'm not i didn't go to any culinary school or anything but you know everybody used to just learn to cook from someone else or from their grandmother or from their culture right so i thought and i was teaching casually let's say teaching uh for many years so i thought well that would be fun what if i could put something together and i could actually help people who want to learn how to cook Greek food, or maybe they want to know how to say the ingredients in Greek, or maybe they want to learn to speak Greek, but they would like to do it via the kitchen, which is how I learned to speak Greek. Basically, I learned how to communicate about everything that has to do with food. And that's what kind of 
launched me into being able to speak the language. So I guess it was a combination of just feeling like excited about doing something new, loving being connected with people, and that little spark of inspiration I got from Gary V. Awesome. And you know, you said so many great juicy things there. I just want to break it down a little bit because, you know, first of all, you said, I'm not a chef. I did not go to chef school. I'm not a teacher. I didn't go to teaching school. You know, I, I don't have a teacher's degree, but yet you still did it. And I think that's something that, you know, drawing on Gary Vee's or Vanderchuk's um, inspiration or, or words, it's you have more than any person graduating from university because you've done it and you've you've experienced it. And that's something that, you know, in this day and age, when we're talking about creating uh, your purpose-filled life, um, it really does come from within and, and drawing on all those skills that you've collected over the years and not worrying if you don't have some sort of accreditation because quite frankly, you've got 40 years of accreditation or 50 years of accreditation behind you that provides it. And, and I think that's what, and, and you talked about uh, your friends sort of saying, you know, teach me how to do this, this cooking, like teach me these recipes, you know, you're sending these recipes all out by email, but show me how to do it. And that's something that I think we have to think about is what do we get asked all of the time? from our friends or, you know, can I give you a little bit of advice in this area or can I do this particular thing for you? And if your friends and your family, that's what, how they see you, that's a really good sign for a side hustle, if you will. I'm going to turn the, the language from passion purpose to side hustle because that's kind of what we're doing here. Um, so yeah, so it, it's really interesting how you, 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 you're saying those things that, you know, I don't have this, I don't have this, but yet you still do it. And that's another thing that I want to talk about as well, because when we get into our fifties and beyond, we start to, I guess, question, and maybe we did that even when in our earlier years, but I think a lot of women, um, at least a lot of the women that I've taken through my program have lost a, a lot of their confidence and their ability. Maybe there's this thing about, well, I'm a little bit too old or it's too late to start over or, you know, what would I even do? And, you know, I'm not good enough. I don't have that degree. And all this sort of imposter syndrome and self-worth and self-doubt really starts to impact, uh, I guess, your ability. And then, you know, and then the whole metapausal things that happen to you as well um, are all sort of forces that can prevent you from doing what you want to do. But how do you wake up every day and feel good about, all right, this is a great day and I'm going to continue to teach my students and I'm going to continue to create another program because I hear it every Tuesday. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to do this and I've been thinking about this about my program and I added this and I added that. And it's just, you're so full of life and energy. It just, it's sort of like, how does she keep doing it? Thanks, Lynette. Well, I would definitely say I'm like any other person at whatever age. I've had a thousand, thousands of times where I say, okay, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. No, I absolutely should not be doing this. What am I doing? Oh, she can do it better. She's so much younger. He knows what he's doing. He's so, you know, I, a thousand times there was that self-doubt. But... Then I would say to myself, really? Like, really? 
because if you brought me a group of students here in person, I can, I know I can teach and I know I can do it. Uh, I can make it streamlined. I have a really, I have a big pet peeve about things that are taught and it takes too long for people to learn them or it's not fun. Like I'm just learning can be fun. That that's just yeah. a fact. So I, I'm like, wait, I can do this now, even though I have have that mentality, the support, I could not do it without the support. And I'm in several groups where those groups are focused on certain aspects of the either the technology or the execution of the whole online course uh, process. But and here I really want to shout out to you, Lynette. I can I I literally feel that that Tuesday morning meeting that we have with our our team is just gold because mm-hmm. I feel connected to 10 other people who are also going, yeah. okay, what am I doing? And should I do this or can I do it? But we all recognize the gold in each other, right? Yeah. It's so much easier when, when I see you and I see Denise and I see this person, that person, it's like, they're so good and they can do it and they have so much to offer the world. So I love the courses that I've taken, the people I've gotten support from and our, our Tuesday morning early bird pod and the individuals in the pod, not just the fact that we meet every Tuesday morning, but each person, I, I, I don't know if I've stayed two years in some kind of group like this, but this one, I, I, I just have felt each person, I've learned from every single person and it's truly a joy. And so I really want to thank you, Lynette, because you've, you're a great leader. Ah, oh, thanks. And and that's not the purpose of that question, but okay, thank you. Well, I appreciate that. Had to sneak um, that in. Oh, I'm going to go red. So, no, listen. And and I I you know, I believe that you have to invest in yourselves. And there's one thing in yourself. And the one thing that I know a lot of women will not do is invest in themselves in the way that they would for their kids. And I'm a big, like I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed person in that arena. There was no problem dropping 10, 15, 20 over the years, probably, I don't know. I don't even want to know how much my son's hockey cost me. And then, you know, a little bit of private schooling in there. And then my daughter, same sort of thing, private school where, you know, she was learning French and Spanish and, you know, goes to Ivy League school, university. I mean, it was no problem. It was, well, it wasn't a problem, but I did it, you know. But man, if to drop $10,000 on me or 5000 or 1000 I just think, oh, I, 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 it's a real struggle. But what you're saying is to invest in those skills. And it doesn't have to be big money, but it's now turning the focus onto you. And finding those support groups and finding um, those courses that you can take that will help you get further into what you're trying to do. And I know that you can, and we've talked about this in our early bird group around how, you know, we can get into a point where we're spending a lot of money on programs, like a program to teach you Instagram, a program to teach you Reels, a program to teach you the technology, the systems that you need to put in place for emails, the funnels, like there is just advertising, how to do Facebook ads, like, oh, I could just think there's so much. Um, 
But eventually there's a time where you just got to get executing as well. And I think that's what our early bird group does is we really push each, each other to just, okay, Demetra, it's time. It's get that, get that thing launched. <laughs> and Sarika, oh, she just, her ears are probably burning right now. You know, Sarika, it's time to launch that baby, you know? And, but, but what, two years ago when we got together, we were all sitting around going, man, I don't know how I'm going to do this. It just feels so overwhelming. How do you get started? And then we just, you just, we just got, got started. And it comes back to that cliche of like, or that metaphorical where you just get down the path, get started on the path. You may not know always the end destination or where you're sort of headed, but stuff shows up in that path as soon as you get started and look at even just your own programs, how they've evolved and how they're just getting better and better. And, you know, anybody that thinks that they can launch an online program and sure there's some unicorns out there that have launched an online program and made a hundred grand or, you know, six figures in their five figures, six figures in their first launch. But those are very few and very few, but there's the blood, sweat and tears. And we've talked about that before where, you know, it's that pyramid or not pyramid, the iceberg that, you know, the major stuff is underneath the water and all that blood, sweat and tears and stuff that really sort of it takes. And so finding a group like our group and other programs that you're in and, and as me as well, um, really sort of helps support. But I would definitely say the one big thing that I've done for myself, and you were part of that decision a couple of Tuesdays ago, is... I invested the most money I ever have ever invested in myself and hired a coach. Um, that is a 12 week program. And I'm, you know, we, we both know where that coach is coming from. Yeah. Um, and if there's one, uh, yeah, if there's anybody that I'm going to trust is this one person. And so that was a big thing. And, and had I not had the support of that group, I probably would not have done it um, because it was just the encouraging words, I think, more than it was, yes, do it, you're crazy. Um, but it was just the encouraging words, like I've just come so far, I'm so close that to where I want to get to that I just feel like I need that one helping hand to take me that next level up the mountain. And I think about that metaphor of, of climbing a mountain and you know you you can only get so high up the mountain before you have to start drawing on you know attaching your rope to other people and so yeah I sort of I think that's kind of what we've done is we've we are that support rope to help us bring us up the ladder so tell me about the times uh Demetra where you've wanted to quit Well, I have some health issues and actually when in the course we were taking together, I had a, a big crisis with one of my eyes and um, I was like, okay, I'm too old. I just can't do this type of thing. It's so intense. All these um, videos I have to watch and learn and it, it was just my eye, I can't see. And you know, it was a big drama in my head. I, I mean, it was a very real drama, but it was also this next level drama of, I, I'm too old. None of these people who are in their 20s or their 30s are having to deal with this. And then, quite frankly, that's not true. People can have major health challenges at any 
point in life, right? So I said, okay, let's just calm down and do as much as we can by audio. And actually, this led me to trying to offer a lot of audio options for my students. And in fact, I have one student who has a problem with vision. So that's been, it almost helped me to serve that category of student, right? So that was um, one thing. And then another thing is that I guess because I know how I used to work, like I could, when I was in university, I could just stay up all night, study my ass off and get get an A on an exam. And I don't have that same fortitude anymore. So sometimes when there was a deadline or something, I would think, okay, I'll just stay up late and I'll do it. And I'm like, no, I can't. And I would just get in this whole crazy conversation in my head, like, why am I even trying to do this? I, no, I can't do it. And I would say, wait, why? Why am I doing it? What am I doing? Can I actually do this? And the answer was yes. So I guess there were those specific times with my eye. And when I went to visit my mom, my parents, they had some health issues. And I was like, I need to be devoted to my parents. I cannot be focusing on this other thing. No, actually, I can. So every time I came up against a wall, I had those. There was a time, but I, I think it was about three or four months ago, where I thought, you know what? I could just go back to teaching piano only. I still yeah. teach piano in, in, in person, you know, but I could do that only. And I just know what to do. And I, I wouldn't have to figure anything out. And I was like, no. Nah. I, I really want to keep trying and doing what I'm doing. And so those are the specific times that come to my mind when I tell you and the kind of general conversations that I had in my head about that. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I love the vulnerability and the truth there because I am the same way. Um, I think some days, oh, God, do I have it in me to just keep going? And I, I just think about what what's the alternative? and my mind needs stimulation and it needs that challenge to be keep to, you know, to keep me going. And so, yeah, there are definitely days where it's like not today. And then I think, Nope, not today, Lynette, you're not going to think that you're going to keep going. So, and it happens a lot. I think it's, it's rewarding too, because you know, some I'll look back and I'll see challenges I had six months ago. And now not only I've gotten over them, but I'm helping other people with them. And that's fun. You know, yeah, that's yeah. like, oh, I can help you with that. I figured that. And then I think, oh my gosh, six months ago, I had no idea what to do about that. So I, I really think that the, the fun factor has been um, uh, an unexpected part of this journey for me. Like I was on a call the other day and <laughs> I was saying, okay this platform used to terrify me and now I'm I'm actually kind of obsessed with it like I think it's fun and I was like I cannot believe I got to that point so I think there are surprises along the way and that's really fun and you know what Demetra you know very much what we always encourage you in our early bird group is like you know Demetra you should maybe spin up a course teaching other people how to you know filter through all this technology because there are a, there's a lot of technology options there is to uh put together an online program and even more so now in the past 2 years there's this insurgence of just tons of different options whereas you know, maybe when I first got started, there was like 
one or two options. I mean, I was in like a pioneer group for this one platform that I use for my program and it's an all-inclusive platform. And as you know, but I got in like in the pioneer days and now it's like a five, $600 a month platform. Um, yeah. And I don't pay anywhere near that, but so there is, there is a good thing about being an early adopter, which is, I know you definitely have uh, been a recipient of a few of those really sweet deals as well. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I, I thanks so much for uh, joining me to me today, Dimitra. I, I think you're wonderful. You've been such an inspiration in our group. Um, you're always our cheerleader as well. So thank you for that. And um, thank you, Annette. I yeah, think it's a very special group. And, and I, I just love the the team feeling and where we, I feel like we all have each other's backs. And um, yeah, really a pleasure. Awesome. So Demetra, where would somebody uh, find you if they're looking for online piano lessons or uh, learn how to do Greek in both food and language? So I have my name is my website, DemetraLambros.com. Yes. Uh-huh. I do also have a website, ModernGreekFoundations.com. And um, email, Demetra at DemetraLambros.com. Awesome. So I'm going to put all those links in the show notes and uh, anybody that wants to learn more, definitely reach out or even just your journey of uh, creating these online programs. Well, thank you so much, Lynette. And like I said, you are a pivotal person in my journey. And I still Aww. remember seeing that little message that you put in the group saying, what are you in like? And I said to myself, early bird pod. Yes, I'm in. And then I didn't realize that it was 7am my time, not, not 8am. But I said, no, it's destiny. I, I, I felt it when I saw that name there. So I really want to thank you too, Lynette. Really, <laughs> I, I feel really grateful to you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I love you. And you. Uh, I will see you. I guess I'll see you tomorrow morning. Ah, yes. Okay, great. Thanks for having me on, Lynette. Thank you.